welcome to episode 113 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Jamont. I'm another host, <clears throat> Mr. Paul Robert Robinson. We're here doing, today. Doing that again. Yeah, so uh, we have a guest, finally. Yeah. You don't have to listen to us bore you with our reviews about garbage. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, who are you? Hi, I'm uh, Chasey Glover. I'm a junior filmmaker, I guess. Uh, I recently entered the film industry um, from many years of sort of floating around. And uh, yeah, I'm here to talk about my, I guess, short film, uh, World of the Fluffs. So I saw just, this. I can't even with it's, that film. It's just adorbs. I, we saw this in, um, we were both in a, in a, a film festival that went online. Um, and so I was like, you know, watching people's stuff. And um, I saw Worlds of Fluffs and I was like, I'm just such a sucker for anything that look. Because the little dude in it reminds me of these little things that they used to sell in vending machines. And so I was, I always wanted one of those things to be animated and real. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, oh, 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 I get it. So, For the younger um, listeners, a vending machine a is vending a machine. machine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, th this is, this is really, this is really cool. And when I looked up your work, I was, um, personally, I was just really impressed that you did, because, you know, you're, as you said, you're, you're kind of getting into this and you're newer to it. And um, I thought it was really, really good. I mean, I've seen animated work from people that have been doing this for like over a decade and it's like myself well, included all right you know <laughs> like uh, but it was really clever and Thank it was you. it was just it reminded me of um something you find on pixar shorts yeah. oh wow and Thanks. i love watching those i think those are so entertaining i like those sometimes more than like the feature length yeah. movies <laughs> yeah for sure so it's like i could totally see this on the Pixar shorts. Uh, so how did, how did all that come about? Yeah, um, so it was a film that, uh, it was uh, part of my student, um, like final capstone project. Mm -hmm. And so um, after I did my degree um, at the University of Alberta in fine art, I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do with it afterwards. And then I found um, this program in uh, Toronto, um, or. Oakville, which is just outside of Toronto, um, at Sheridan College. And I don't know if you guys have heard of Sheridan before, but it's quite big for animation. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so they have a fast-tracked um, post-grad program where um, you spend eight months just working and like learning the um, software and everything. And then you get to make your own short film, which is, uh, is quite an undertaking and uh, you have to do it completely on your own, which is pretty unique because most um, most animation schools, they do like uh, allow you to complete a film, but usually it's with a team. Mm -hmm. um, so then it's more like when you actually go into the industry, the work is divided up. Right, right. right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but with Sheridan, they're like, they wanted you to be trained as a generalist. So uh, they, yeah, you get to make your own movie from like concept art all the way to compositing. So. It's quite a lot of work, but uh, yeah, it was incredibly rewarding afterwards. And uh, yeah, who did the narr the narrating? Oh, um, that was a volunteer. Actually, he's a professional voice actor in Toronto. Fantastic. And, yeah, he was really really great. Um, he was looking for uh, character voice acting work actually, so he reached out to the school and said if anybody like had you know any um, characters that needed a voice lent to them. Uh, 
he would be willing to volunteer. And I was like, well, I don't have characters that need voices, but you know, I need an overarching <laughs> narrator. <laughs> and uh, when I told him the story, he was like, yeah, like I'm, I'm down to do this. So he was, and it was, it was fantastic. He was really good to work with. What was his name? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, it was James Andrews. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to James. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's um, things always sound better with like a British voiceover artist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was quite a debate whether or not we should sort of go with the David Attenborough sort of feel. Yeah, I loved that. Yeah. But, Sorry, yeah. what were you gonna say? Yeah. Cut you off. Oh, that's fine. I'm used to it. But um, the uh, I was curious as to your your thought process um, in how your approach was like, would you have preferred maybe to work within a team or do you feel that having to do everything from beginning to end is, was beneficial? I think, um, for where I want to go in the industry, like getting to know a little piece of everything is really beneficial. Um, but I, I don't know if I would say like, I completely worked alone. Like, yes, like I was, oh, yeah. it was, it was more, you know, there was people in my class and I had a really good friend there as well who had, um, I was from Edmonton and then moved to Toronto and she also did the same thing. So we kind of went there together and she was a lot of help and um, just like a creative resource mm -hmm. too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, I know that a lot of people in my class felt that they were at a disadvantage because one thing with this industry is um, people when you leave, they want somebody who's trained as a specialist right. and like really focused in one area. So um, I know that there were a lot of um, sort of complaints from my classmates that way, because, you know, if you want to be a lighting artist and you go in there and they're like, oh, now you're going to spend, you know, 20 hours a week animating. They're mm -hmm. like, this is yeah. useless yeah. to me. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But I think um, from my point of view, like I didn't really know anything about 3D animation before going into it. So getting to know where I was comfortable was um, by like being able to try everything out was really good. So, yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah, because um, mm -hmm. for us in filmmaking, I, I, we always preach how important it is to at least be f familiar with all the mm -hmm. aspects of it. And, you know, that translate because I'm, I'm more of a generalist myself and I enjoy mm -hmm. that. I'm never going to... Um, have a career in animation you know that's mm -hmm. you know filmmaking is where is is where my heart is and, and I love it but I also do motion graphics and 3d animation for my day job um, mm -hmm. as a generalist so for me I love being that generalist I love just getting into everything and controlling it from beginning to end like when I have mm -hmm. a vision like we're doing a uh, animation right now like short a short film um, and to be able to, you know, I'm, I'm certainly going to probably farm a lot of aspects out, but at least to know exactly what I want. It'll help me communicate with the people that maybe are doing some texturing for me or some lighting for me or some animation for me. I can at least kind of speak that language, as it were, to kind of... So I feel like yeah. it's beneficial, um, especially in filmmaking, but that does translate to animation, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I agree. And then I, I think, too... Um for me personally, coming from like a fine art background, like I knew I just, I wanted to tell stories. It mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily like, animation was just the medium. Right, that I was yeah. Using. Yep. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, like in that aspect of being a generalist, it's just, it's good. So it doesn't just pin you down in one uh, one area. Yeah. How did you think Plus of Plus I'm a control freak, so that. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how did you, um, how did you think of the story? Or where did that story come from? 
Um, Please tell me yeah, that so you thought story... that fluffs were real or something as a kid. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, not not quite. But damn it, um, <laughs> it would have been great. Uh, no, um, as a kid, I was you know like most little kids, you know, obsessed with fairies and mystical things, mm-hmm. and so that kind of was always in the back of my mind. And uh, it was actually it was inspired by uh, my partner. Um, he. Uh, came to visit me and we took a trip um, during my reading week for the break and uh, and he has this really bad habit of like twisting his hair and so like sometimes I'll find like just like these little hairballs around our apartment <laughs> and I was giving him a hard time and I was like you know you're like one day these things are just gonna like jump up and like you're gonna have to take care of them like you're gonna be their father <laughs> and, like, and uh, so then sort of from that bad joke I got a little inspired for my um, my final film. And yeah, and then I noticed, cause like for him, it's something that he does when he's, you know, like um, anxious or like not mm-hmm. thinking it's like a bad habit. And so then it got me thinking, it was the winter too when I started uh, making it. And when I would walk to school, like I had these, um, it's actually the same pair of gloves that are in the, the film. Like the oh, really? orange mittens, yeah. And so like I would, if I was like thinking, I would like be just like, twisting up a little ball of yarn like inside of the gloves Mm -hmm. and so I was like thinking about how what would happen if something sort of absorbed those traits or like anxieties and then did take on a life of its own so yeah Yeah. I have I have like a weird toy story complex with that type of stuff and yeah uh, I don't like throwing things out because I will assign some type of personality to it it's like borderline hoarder stuff (laughs) (laughs) but not quite a hoarder but I'm always like oh no and I had like a um recently someone had given me a Halloween gnome and I love the gnomes they're adorable but it's just I have so much stuff and it wasn't like my favorite one and I was like, I'm just going to put this out on the road. Maybe somebody will take it. And I put it there with some yeah. other stuff. And he can tell you, like, literally every 20 minutes, I would get up and look out the window to see if someone took it. Because I was like, yeah. I feel bad for it now. It's sitting yeah. out in the road. It didn't do anything wrong. And he's just probably like, what did I do? <laughs> so uh, needless to say, the gnome is back in our house because <laughs> I couldn't leave it out in the street i felt terrible for it yeah uh, so yeah. the so anthropomorphize everything i do i do it's yeah. it's a problem um and so when i saw this i thought i mean just just the, the little main buddy uh the orange mm-hmm. guy was adorable and then the hair knot came in and i was like mm-hmm. oh this is taking a whole other level like this is getting dark yeah. but in a, still a really cute way mm-hmm. um yeah. i think that's Those I love those types of stories because it's such a simple concept. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. um, overcomplicated with a whole lot of details. It's just really simple. It's like it's a world of fluffs and it's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bring in a vacuum for the sequel. Oh, no. (laughs) What's so great is that um, a lot of times when people are doing something like this, I'll see people get so bogged down in the technical aspect of everything and they want everything mm-hmm. to look photo real or, or, or beautiful, or they want to accomplish something technically. Whereas mm-hmm. you did that, but also you paid so much attention to, you know, something interesting to watch and some kind of story. And I really appreciate that because, you know, um, anybody can learn how to click buttons and make something look a certain way. But then to bring that into uh, a storytelling kind of atmosphere is um, much more difficult. 
And it just, I don't know. It's what makes you stand out. Thank you. That's, yeah, that's really nice to hear. Um, It's, I think something that came a lot from my fine art background, it was, I had quite a lot of, like, I guess an artist block after graduating because they're always asking you, you know, to like sort of question like why you're making something and, Mm -hmm. you know, always have some kind of motivation behind it. And um, whether or not that's, you know, like a good thing or a bad thing. Like, so when I went into the program, it was, you know, like you said, like I could have just done something like super technical and been like, wow, like, look at me, you know, ILM, hire me. But uh, it was more um, just, I wanted there to be a point to what I was doing. And I think I did find some classmates who also found that, which was really good. Like, and just sort of more asking, like, what's the point of making like, um, a one minute or two minute film like that you want people to watch right like um and kind of i don't want to like say like the ethics of animation or anything but like just like sort of like why like we're so bogged down with content now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you know i don't didn't just want to make something that would just sort of like sit out in the void without you know having some sort of greater story to it yeah and, yeah yeah because that's that's the thing is right there's always going to be somebody better Right. Somebody's going to have a better lighting than than you are or someone's going to have better, you know, animation skills. There's always that person that has been doing it longer, has more experience. But Mm -hmm. when you put that story in there, you're adding your personality. And that's obviously something no one else has. So I I feel like it's being able to tell a story like some people aren't, you know, some animators are just animators and they don't. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not like trying to, you know, they they have Mm -hmm. to they have to be given the the content of a story and Mm -hmm. then work from there. But, um, you know, you're able to do both. So that's that's really Mm -hmm. cool. Do you have are you interested in doing more of your own work as well or? Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, I would love to continue uh, making more short films and everything. I am working right now with a an old classmate of mine, the same woman who went from Edmonton to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Now she's based in Winnipeg. I don't know if you guys are familiar where that is, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's quite a distance from Vancouver. So we've been able to um, work remotely together, which has been really good. Um, especially with the pandemic, we kind of have a lot of free time. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we're sort of, we're working on again, a short film together and we both made um, individual short films. So we know the undertaking mm-hmm. and, but right now it's kind of funny because we're both, I guess, generalists. So finding a way to divvy up the work yeah. where we both have our hand in it is, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so that's exciting. And um, it's definitely going to be a different flavor, but still on like the um, like micro turn macro style. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. But It'll be another animated one, I assume. It will. Um, and animated but we're gonna also try and uh go more into like 2d animation for certain aspects as well okay um which is exciting and i guess just be like a little bit more experimental with it yeah um where we don't have a professor over our back yeah how are you gonna get a job with this (laughs) you could just make art now yeah 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 which is really exciting like we've learned the technical skill and now we can just push the bounds of it, I guess. It's such a, it's such a good field to be in too, because especially now with all this happening, you can still, you could still feed yourself working, Mm -hmm. you know, remotely from home. And, uh, there's so many, there's so many fields that people have gone into and, uh, that don't exist or they're just, there isn't really even a market for anymore. And, you know, now you're in student loan debt for something that you didn't even really get to do. And Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. animation is always like, that's just such a, yeah. 
and it's you know because Paul basically taught himself, um, so mm -hmm. he it took him a little longer because he had to do everything through tutorials and stuff. But um, mm -hmm. and I think that's a, <clears throat> we've had this conversation a lot with uh, whether like film school is necessary. Mm -hmm. And ironically, most of our guests that have been to film school will tell you no. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, they often say like I did that it's always for the contacts. That's the benefit of yeah. it is that it's great for contacts. And if you can afford it and you can wing it, then it's it's wonderful to meet people that way. But that in terms of being an artist, it's, you know, it's really just that experience that you learn yeah. on your own. But I think like with me, I'm very where I, I'm hands on. So with animation, I couldn't do what he would did. I would need to be like in school and be like, OK, <laughs> like run this down yeah. for me. Um, yeah. But do you, so do you, uh, in terms of like keeping up with, with the times, I guess, you know, we've, mm -hmm. we've joked where I'm like, what do you, you're going to have to keep up like in 20 years, yeah. you know, you're going to be in your sixties and like, you're going to have yeah. to learn how to keep yeah. up with everything because it yeah, changes. But it's, for me, it's easy because I, I love it. So, you know, yeah. that's something I'm doing anyway. Yeah. But some people don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess it's just you always have to be a student in that way. And like, not necessarily like, like you said, going to school, mm -hmm. but just sort of keeping an open mind. And like, I guess it goes back to sort of like, it depends on what kind of story you want to tell and mm -hmm. um, the medium that you're comfortable working in. Like, I don't know, like, I mean, I was always interested in 3D animation because um, I had uh, quite a lot of industrial design classes in my university. So we did do 3D modeling and stuff like that. So like. I did gravitate towards it more um, afterwards, but it wasn't something that I was, you know, I, I never saw myself doing that when I started, like, you know, five years ago yeah. or whatever. Um, but it's, I think, just being motivated to keep telling stories, you have to sort of, like, find ways to adapt to that. Like, now there's, um, like, VR technology that you can use to, like, draw in 3D space, mm -hmm. like, with you know, like a, an imaginary paintbrush or virtual paintbrush. And um, that's becoming quite a big thing in like animating and stuff too. So it's just finding a way that um, that is able to drive your story, I guess. I don't know if it sounded a little bit like it was rambling. No, no, no. no. They're, um, all, they're all just tools, you know. And yeah, so exactly. I will say, though, on the school, just to circle back on the school thing real quick, um, from a design perspective, um, when I started my career doing um, – animation and design, um, I struggled at the beginning a lot because I didn't have, like, school, a lot of the people I was working with had a strong foundation from school, years of just mm -hmm. color theory and typography and that stuff, and that sort of stuff. I could do all the technical stuff, I'm fine. I can watch tutorials and soak it up, and I've mm -hmm. always kind of, uh, you know, done really well with that stuff, but then, you know, to your point of design and like having de designing with purpose and all that stuff um, did take me is what took me a little bit longer than um, then it was the it was the one aspect that took me longer than anything else. Mm. And yeah. it was always frustrating seeing um, people that I work with always having that to fall back on if they have a crunch, you know, the I work in broadcast, so I have to design very quickly. Um, mm -hmm. which now is like whatever, but, you know, early on it was a struggle to not have that foundation. And I feel like 
school to a certain extent can certainly kind of instill that foundation into you mm-hmm. in terms of design and, mm-hmm. and, and spatial awareness and all that stuff. So I will say that there is definitely a benefit for that. That's my long rambling way of saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine so. Do you um, do you enjoy like did did you watch a lot of cartoons and I mean I mean most kids do but oh, yeah. do you still enjoy like old school you know because th- mm-hmm. this has been a, a conversation on I, I forgot who brought up why uh, if we'll go back to cartoons the way that they used to be we're talking yeah we were talking about that um, I feel like it's going to make a comeback two D flat yeah. hand drawn animations. I mean, yeah. you know, when you, I don't know, just thinking, I remember seeing uh, Nightmare Before Christmas in the theater yeah. and just at the time, not really knowing the process that went behind that because the internet wasn't a thing yet, uh, you know, it was the mm-hmm. 90s. And so it was like, you didn't know what went behind it. And then once, I think I learned like 10 years later or 15 years later, even the process of having to like actually move each little, you know, and learning claymation yeah, and much, stuff. Right. And I'm like, I cannot believe, like, how did that even get done? Hmm. Without him kicking the whole town down, I would have been so frustrated after a while. Yeah, uh, but that yeah. was the only way to do it. And you know, Tim Burton was, I think, like amongst one of the first people. The, I mean, you had like Gumby and stuff, but that looks horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, but yeah, you know, to to see these these characters move as smoothly as they did, but the the time that mm-hmm. goes behind it, um, I I don't know anything in terms of animation. Like I'm not technical with that stuff at all, but. Um, I'm always so impressed when we watch stuff just over the years watching where Pixar has gone. Um, mm-hmm. And it went from like, oh, that's really cool to like, wow, you could see the poor on their nose. Yeah. And like, who thought of that? And he would be like, yeah, there was probably like five people that just got that nose and just had to do that to yeah. the whole run yeah. of this film. And um, and then seeing um, Alita. And uh, that was like the first... Yeah time that I was like I think for me that's that's been so far the winner on the way that they they did all that well you'd think that she would have sat sort of in that like you know uncanny valley sort of you know she doesn't look natural yeah yeah you definitely are tricked with that one yeah I mean you know obviously it's like for me it's always the mouth Mouth mm-hmm. always gives it away. I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to be before someone finally nails that. But like video games, everything, it's like sometimes a commercial yeah. comes on and I'm like, is this is this an animation? Because <laughs> like, I can't yeah. tell. Then they start talking yeah. and I'm like, yeah, it's an animation. But yeah. um, there were moments with her even close up that you would think you had to kind of like really remind yourself. Not that mm-hmm. I was ever like, oh, that's not an animation because I know it is. But there were times I had to yeah. remind myself like, holy crap, that's not real and i can't even imagine like the amount of work when the credits roll in those films and it's like all right it's like 12 minutes straight (laughs) just like hundreds of names yeah all the efx artists and like uh, it's just it's crazy but uh yeah um sorry um yeah (laughs) my point that i made was was just like cartoon wise like do you are you interested in like 2d type stuff and like yeah, flat drawing yeah. and yeah mm-hmm. I hope with my uh the next uh short film that I'm working on with my um with my friend here we get more into that like again it's something that it's super time consuming mm-hmm. like especially for just two people and uh even though we're trying to keep it under two minutes it's still like you have to like be really purposeful with where you're putting your time and like you don't want to go through and like be drawing all these like frames and stuff and then find out that it's going to be scrapped or something. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, it's, 
it's something that I've always been attracted to. Like, um, I mean, I still watch cartoons on a daily basis. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's, um, yeah, something when I was, I think that's, uh, that's a necessity in, for you. I mean, I, yeah, no yeah, shame in that at all. I'd be like, look, this is part of my job. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm, I'm just doing research. I'm learning. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Just sitting there with popcorn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, um, I think it's something again, maybe I am more of a control freak too, but like, like you said, like people can spend, you know, um, like five people just are dedicated to like a nose or something. And it's being able to control like every aspect of your environment. Like, and I, I'm not super familiar with, um, like the pipeline of, uh, like live action filmmaking. Um, but I mean, and I know that you guys have like a certain amount of control over everything, but you know, if it's like raining one day, then it's like, oh, well, we can't yeah. go to work and, yes. you know, and so it's just being able to like have like just like even the light, like lighting of background or like the tiniest movement in like a flower petal or something mm-hmm. like you have complete control over that. Yeah. And so like the aspect of world building has always been like quite appealing to me, I guess. Yeah. And, it's ironic, too, yeah. because you you want to have all this control just to build something that looks like it's natural and there is no control. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're like, Oh, like make it more random looking. Yeah. So yeah. It's more natural. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah uh, we're but, working um, on a, on an animated short because of the pandemic, because it was like mm-hmm. this whole can't catch COVID from digital. Yeah. So I was like, Not yet. you know, once I saw that it was, it really was dragging on longer than we thought it was going to. I was like, I don't think this is going to be over anytime soon. And it, we had initially, consider doing it as a like a live action thing and I was like why don't you just animate the whole thing because this way if it's raining if it's hot if it's cold it doesn't matter because it's yeah. just all there um that's I, I do enjoy that about animations because <laughs> that's mm-hmm. such a that you can plan all you want when it comes to filmmaking I can I can mm-hmm. sit there and and itemize every every list that I have in pre-production but if it rains on a day that it's not supposed to rain, we now have to rip this whole schedule apart and start moving things around, and then the whole thing is chaos. So, yeah, mm-hmm. but I love that though. I don't love mm-hmm. when that happens, but um, <laughs> you know, uh, when things aren't going right, and then you have to sit down and figure out how to fix it yeah. and stuff. I don't know. I kind of, I like, and I like getting into that, that kind of like creative yeah. mindset, <laughs> figuring out like. I mean, that's yeah, what creativity is, right? Problem solving. solving. Yeah, I mean, so. Yeah. I think there is something to be said, too, for, like, the happenstance that can happen. Or that that doesn't make sense. <laughs> the happenstance uh, of having to readjust and um, the randomness. And, you know, you, can't, you aren't able to control some things, but sometimes that ends up making it more beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's so, there's been plenty of times where we're going to shoot something and we have it completely planned. I mean, I shouldn't say it just happens all the time, pretty much. But, you mm-hmm. know, nothing's ever going to go as planned. And so sometimes that's horrible. But sometimes it'll, something will happen, like you said, something will happen that, oh, this shot, I had never envisioned this shot would look this good or or whatever. So mm-hmm. there is that, yeah, to your point, there is that kind of. Yeah. Is there anything factor. that you hate to do because there's a, a strange huffing sound that comes from his desk when he has to rotoscope something yeah oh. <laughs> yes every single time his mood will just shift when he has to rotoscope i can't i always it. wonder I like it. is that is it just you or does everyone hate no, rotoscoping? pretty universal oh, okay 
Well, maybe yeah, she likes it. I don't know. <laughs> well, some people do There's because like specific... it, 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 can, it can be kind of like uh, like therapeutic. You're just mm-hmm. doing like I, you, I work right? with people that like, you know, it's like the people that draw really detailed, complex feathers or something. And they're just it's the mm-hmm. same repetition. And there's, they find therapy yeah. in that, but not me in a way. I find there's therapy in that when there's no deadline. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, oh, you have to get this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Rotoscoping is is not my favorite. Um, <laughs> right now, I'm working as a lighting and compositing artist here in Vancouver. So um, so that's been pretty fun. And that's definitely what I like found I gravitated mm-hmm. towards more after graduating. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think rigging for me because we had to do it in such a short time span and so much can go wrong. Uh, yeah. Um, that was probably <laughs> the most frustrating, but I still, I do like the result of it. Yeah. And like, once everything comes together and it yeah. works and, oh my God, look, I have the slider for the fingers and it's like all this, yeah, but yeah. it's like, um, yeah, but there's still, there's still like this, this feverish clicking that I hear when you rotoscope, you just do it with anger. Click, 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 click. And you go around <laughs> like well, he's usually, rotoscoping again. <laughs> usually it's a, de- yeah. usually it's a deadline thing. Like, you know, this airs at eight and it's five. So get it done. Yeah. Sort of stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. So, but speaking of technical things, what I wanted to kind of talk to you about the technical side of everything and mm-hmm. um, why you choose what tools you chose and, um, you know, like why, like how, why you felt that they worked or didn't work, or or that sort of stuff. So, if you could um, yeah. talk a little bit about the um, some of the software sure. you used and and yeah, um, why you was... hate them and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shout out to Autodesk. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, we used uh, Maya primarily. Um, just again, like software that the school had mm-hmm. um, on their license, and then. Uh, we rendered it out in Redshift, which is a new, um, relatively new GPU-based renderer, which was pretty exciting because uh, you can render out a full frame with like all your elements, lighting, everything in it. Um, and it takes, like for me, it was at maximum 10 minutes of frame, which is pretty, pretty short. And mm-hmm. then like minimum, it was, I don't know, 30 seconds for some of the simpler yeah. shots. So it was... I think with that, it was fairly liberating because I didn't have to wait um, two hours for one frame. Yeah. So if something wasn't working, I could go in right away and like change it. Yeah. And, Makes art um, direction a snap, you know, like you can just. Oh, for sure. Because you need 10 minutes to your final resolve, but you can see results in a couple seconds and know if you're on mm-hmm. the right track and, and stuff. I'm a, exactly. I'm, a, I'm a Cinema 4D Octane person, so I have that okay. same kind of workflow. and. Mm-hmm. Ever since it's so funny because I was just talking to uh, some friends about this recently. How you know we once Redshift and, and Octane and, and all these GPU renders started coming in, everyone was like, "Oh my God, look! You can see results in thirty seconds, and it's so crazy." Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I can't believe this project. It's like I'm up to three minutes of frame. This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's too long. Yeah, and now with like Unreal yeah. coming out and and mm-hmm. you know or. It's already out, but, you know, upgrades that are coming to that and a lot of, um, yeah. I know Redshift and Octane are, sorry, I'm nerding out real quick That's here. That's all right, nerd out. Uh, <laughs> you know, I you. think re- real time is going to be what's next. This is going to be the next big I thing. I think so, too. Um, and, I'm, yeah. and I'm here for it. I'm very excited. Yeah, I bought a bunch of graphic cards or graphics cards for my computer so I can get Unreal and actually yeah. get it going. And, yeah, yeah. like real time rendering is, is pretty incredible. So, um but yeah, so then back to the, the tech side. So Redshift was used to render it. And then I also used um, XGen for the hair mm-hmm. for the creatures, um, which is the built-in um, Maya 
care engine and then rendering it out in Redshift was pretty incredible. Like um, it, again, took very little time. Um, but all my professors, it was so funny. Like they had a list of things to avoid when making your film. One is like, you know, water and like all sorts of effects and stuff. And then another one was hair. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want my characters to be it's two fine. clumps of hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so uh, they were like, you know what, if you want to do that, it's sort of on you yeah. when, you know, it's down to crunch time. But uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was pretty fun. And then, so we didn't learn that in class. I had to learn that outside of um, the, oh. the curriculum, mm-hmm. which was pretty challenging, but I think really rewarding. And I think for me, it kind of goes back to that, um, you know, art school, no art school. It's like just, it's what you put into it yeah. and, uh, you know, how you use your time and, and resources available to you. So, yeah. Um, but so that was, that was super fun. And then at the end of the semester, like all my classmates were like, oh, we're going to put hair on our characters now. Like, <laughs> and I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, so that was, that was great. And um, then it was composited in Nuke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which is my main software that I use every day now. And I touched it very little in school. Yeah. So, yeah. They were like, when I interviewed for my current position, they were like, oh, how much Nuke do you know? And I was like, oh, you know, like I, I've used it. I used it. Yeah. And they were like, okay, great. It's going to be 90% Nuke. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. It's but, still expensive, uh, I think, right? Yeah, it's quite expensive. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, very powerful software. Oh, for sure. Well, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to we uh, at my at my job they we use that. I don't use them. I, I use After Effects because I do a lot of the two D stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Nuke is definitely powerful. Mm-hmm. And I used to hate nodes. I was like one of those people. Yeah. I was just like, I don't want to deal with nodes. It's too complex. It's just so annoying. And now, um, you know, with Octane, and I'm sure Redshift's the same way dealing with the nodes with materials and as an mm-hmm. intro for me and I, now it's like I'm like I'm all aboard the node train so <laughs> yeah. yeah it is pretty cool when you see like the breakdown of it like in like that visual way like how something builds in a shot mm-hmm. and like um yeah from your like yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool um, yeah yeah just the nerdy side of yeah there are some yeah i I mean that's the thing is you know you you talked a little bit we talked a little about things we don't like in terms of like rigging and the technical side Mm -hmm. i feel like is always the toughest because i feel like it still kind of gets in the way of the creative side you know where Mm -hmm. you know i'm building out this world now so um, our world revolves more about around robots and stuff so i'm building robots and rigging robots and I was telling her, I was like, how many characters do we need? Because I, I don't want to rig all of these. And I'm not even, like, waiting them. I'm just rig- – they're mechanical, so I'm just yeah, rigging yeah. them with nulls and stuff. And so yeah. it's not even that difficult. But um, yeah, when you have to me, do it, like, ten times, like... it's like all these different characters and their fingers and their elbows. And are we going to see this person? Do we really need to rig every aspect yeah. of them? And um, yeah. Your face so, when I was like, I don't know. I mean, I'd like for there to be like fifteen or twenty different ones. He's like, no, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> uh, five. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like, They'll just be duplicated in the background. Yeah, this one's blue. That one's red. Yeah, and, well, yeah. that's yeah. what it. You know, and and that's that's where I bring my my uh, my uneducation my uneducated uh, uh, vocabulary into it because since I don't do it, I'm usually like. I want the thingy. I'm like the nightmare client. That's like, can you make the thingy do this and that? And he's like, yes, but <laughs> like, here's going to be the problem with that. I'm like, ah, uh-huh. Okay. Um, yeah. And so, you know, with the robots, it was a lot of that, like what's going to make 
more sense and not take forever because the uh, what did we? Oh yeah, it was Michael Schwartz. So we had Neptune in in the film fest, um, and it was like him building out a big monster, but not mm-hmm. knowing. That was a perfect example of like it's said early, just wasted time. I ended up oh building God, that, that whole forever. animation three times over because uh, yeah. I was learning X particles. I built it out, and I was like, well, there's this X particles. I really wanted to learn it. This may so then I rebuilt it out, and then uh, the rigging really wasn't working out the way I Let's wanted. It so then again. I rebuilt it again. And, um, yeah, and a two-week but, project but I turned learned, into a three-month project. I learned a, I learned a ton, <laughs> you know. So I learned a ton from yeah. that project. So it was, uh, yeah, yeah. So not a waste of time. Yeah, it's, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe a little bit, but <laughs> I could have got there sooner, probably. But but to to yeah. to your to what we were talking about before the the short that we're making now for me the most important thing isn't the lighting or how realistic I can make the robots look. It's the story. What's the story of these? Of this yeah. person. It's not just a, a showpiece, you know, because for mm-hmm. it to just be a showpiece, it would have to be the best thing out there, and it's not going to be because I'm not the best person in the world at all that stuff. So mm-hmm. it's important to us to have like a good solid, a good solid story that's entertaining. Because much like yeah. much like filmmaking, we can forgive that a lot. Failure of, falls on my shoulders. She wrote it. I yeah. don't know what to tell you. But but you know, it's like filmmaking. You know. <laughs> A lot of people will forgive bad lighting or, or even sketchy audio sometimes if the story and the performances yeah. are good, you know. So yeah. I feel like yeah. you need to pick and choose your battle. And when you focus mainly on story, you already I think you already have a leg up. Well, that's yeah. actually what happened with the monster in Neptune was that as much as I wanted him to finish it and as much as I wanted to, like, punch this thing because it was just I mean, it went over from Thanksgiving all the way through Christmas. He was just like yeah. out down for the count with this thing. And it was like 30 seconds. Or something. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it was up on the screen for like 15 seconds. Yeah. Um, but then it started getting to a point where so much time got put in that when he'd show me it, there were uh, towards the end, I was like, no, this looks <laughs> weird here. What is it? He's like, it's the dirt, right? I'm like, it looks weird the way it falls off the tail. It's like, what's with the timing and this, you know? And then he'd have to fix yeah. that because I'm like, well, it's already taken forever. Like, it might as well look great. But yeah. the thing is, it's little, it's those little details that I think only people like us would notice because mm-hmm. all people mm-hmm. so- saw was a monster came out of a capsule in the ground and they were like, whoa, yeah. nobody's paying attention to how the speed of, you know, that the, the dirt is falling off the tail. And does it look realistic? Is there a blur? Is it, you know, My argument like, is that yeah. it's a subconscious thing people will notice, you know, maybe, but it, it's just, mm. you know, for a lot I'm, of people, I'm the it's worst just at that big I'm monster, you know, like, and that's it. I can never finish a project when it's a personal one. It's funny because yeah. at my job I have to finish projects quickly, but when I work on a personal project, it's like I could spend years on it and just keep refining mm-hmm. and refining and refining, you know, things that, you know, to your point, no one would probably yeah. I finally have to be like, that's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It stopped. It's, just release it. But it's never actually finished, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, you can just always go back and tweak things. Yeah. yeah. That's something that... That's why you need a... Budgets and deadlines, right? Yeah. Those are the things. So I have budgets that... and deadlines, and then I also have yeah. a wife who wants to well, spend gave, time with me. I gave him a like, deadline. You're done. <laughs> well, the, the whole thing was for a competition. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it was only like two weeks that so he had to do only... it. And then we, we, yeah, I we... kept saying, when he kept explaining it, like, I initially was like, have it be like this weird sort of like structural mist 
this and that. I was like, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, I just want to try this one thing, though. I want to try this thing. And then he did that. And then I was like, are you going to be able to? He's like, yeah, yeah, I got this. No problem. And three <laughs> then, months later. Then it was a monster. <laughs> and then I think, like, I don't know. Well, first it was going to be a, a smoke monster. A and then it was going to be a mechanical monster. Yeah. And then it was like a, because I didn't want to do living creatures because of the bending. And I, I wasn't really. Yeah confident with that yet and then i was like ah well, what the hell let's just do it and learn it and i think it was like a week before it was due and he just yeah. looked at me and he's like i'm not gonna make the deadline i was like i know you weren't <laughs> gonna make the deadline i knew that a week ago I was yeah. Like, yeah um but you know then he still got to do it you know so it's nice. i always uh i always joke that i'm like that's the we'll spend months and months you know on writing something casting something you know and then editing color correcting and all this stuff and it's like if you do any kind of like monster or sci-fi anything people are like that always gets the most views i'm like whatever mm -hmm. <laughs> like, never mind acting and whatnot you know like, yeah, that's yeah. fine you got a monster that's yeah great. you got a monster so um well, that yeah. all depends on who you want to you know who you want your audience to be if you're making stuff for youtube for mm -hmm. views then yeah sci-fi and monsters and explosions and stuff are great but if you want to make art then it's not going to get yeah, more views just, than i mean i've seen i've seen explosions and animations and stuff like i said that were just like i don't know, <laughs> you know like yeah. because you can tell that they did it for the sake of having that thing mm -hmm. and that's that's all it took um but that's why i really liked your 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 film because i was like you know she's uh no no offense like we say you're newer at this because anyone under 30 is like oh, no, is yeah. is new to us because we're old but, <laughs> um but you know i was like this is really good and and again i i've seen people that have been doing this for well over a decade professionally and not mm -hmm. put that effort into it and not put like you said with the hair i mean it's a you know maybe your professors and stuff wouldn't have wanted you to do that because it's so, so time consuming but you did a really good job of it. So, you know, the slippers, I think, also were like a wool kind of like yeah. textured. So yeah. they yeah. said, don't do hair. And you're like, I'm making the whole world out of hair. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Hair on the slippers, hair on everything. And then, and then it's going to be washed away in this big <laughs> yeah, flood. In an ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's something that again, like if you want it to drive the story, like I couldn't have done that story without the hair. Like yeah. it wouldn't have worked. And like, they were like, oh, well maybe you can do like a tune shader on it and do like a hair sort of looking texture or something mm -hmm. like, and I was like, no, like there's something, <laughs> no. yeah, like there's something that you get from like the way that, you know, like light filters through hair mm -hmm. and like this just sort of, you know, they talk about like weight in animation quite a lot. And I don't know if I, uh, necessarily nailed it but like I wanted them to have this sort of like light like airy quality to them and like even the the hairball like when you actually when you zoom in on him in uh whatever software you're going into super detail of, into in my film but you can like actually see right through him mm -hmm. like he doesn't have like a base yeah. um, structure he's just like all like um tangled up yeah. Yeah. so uh yeah and it's again like getting caught up in the details like you could go back and like be refining for years and I'm sure I probably still would be <laughs> um, like especially now like actually working in the industry and like knowing things that would make me faster and like um, just technically like I've advanced like in just even in the last year um, so it's something that I feel like getting caught up in those details is like 
is good for you as an artist and like it's it can be really like it can hold you back like you said you yep. know like with like uh dust clouds falling and everything and you know who's really going to notice that like you hope that somebody will notice yeah. it, you know and like just kind of take that moment to appreciate it and and, and um, if they don't notice yeah. it and they like the piece overall you can say well it's clearly because of the dust cloud <laughs> obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, it was yourself. worth that extra, you know, it's, week that you spent yeah. just, you know, animating the little particles yeah. to fall down and, yeah. But uh, I feel like as long as there's somebody who can kind of take a minute and, and appreciate it, then you've kind of, it's worth all the energy. Yeah. I mean, it was, that film was five months in the making and I actually had to get glasses afterwards because <laughs> uh, my eyes were so strained from like looking at a computer all day, like, and the woman at the eye care place, she was like, so how often do you like, you know, stare at a computer screen? And I was like, well, it's it's eight hours a day every day. And that was a lie. It was up to like 12 hours a day yeah. of me just staring at the computer. Wonderful. And she was like, oh my goodness, eight hours is too long. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Tell my boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's, yeah, so it was uh, definitely worth the eye strain, I think. And um the sacrifice social life and mm -hmm. yeah i don't know if i would necessarily go to those lengths again like the film that i'm making right now especially with you don't want to offer your like, vision up to literally mm -hmm. <laughs> like offer your vision Sorry? up to the next project <laughs> in terms of being able to see like you're gonna have to oh, literally yeah. offer all that up <laughs> yeah it's uh i'm gonna be wearing like I have an eye patch like like, <laughs> your film yeah. was wonderful thank you <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a pirate <laughs> yeah it's uh it's hopefully not gonna gonna take that from me but we'll see it's um something that i'm willing to spend more time on to get right and like again we don't have we haven't set ourselves any deadlines which is probably a bad thing because especially with covid we've been trying to be like easy on ourselves and when we don't feel productive you know we don't make ourselves feel guilty about yeah. it mm -hmm. um so it's it's slow going but uh but we'll, we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Maybe five years from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. yeah, we did that to ourselves. We yeah. had released... Um, we so by then. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We had released a quick little teaser for the short, um, which I animated, and then um, we said coming this fall, just because if we said coming soon, yeah. soon would turn into the fall, and then the winter, and then the spring... And then yeah. and you're like, oh, but how soon is soon, really, yeah. when you think about it? <laughs> I mean, soon in, in yeah. my life could be a couple of years, you know? So. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think deadlines are important, even just for um, uh, personal stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, so. Uh, well, do you, well, do you have any, I just, one quick question go ahead, before we go. Ahead, go. Ahead. Um, do you have mm -hmm. any interest in, like, um, making films with people? I do, yeah. yeah. Oh. It's just something yeah i think it's really interesting when you see uh animators that transition over into working in live action um uh one that just comes to mind right now is like brad bird mm -hmm. and he did um the iron giant and the incredibles yep. and then i think he did mission impossible ghost protocol i don't know he one of the mission impossible movies they're all the same but uh yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know but he kind of takes the same you know flavor and it's interesting to see like uh, when that does happen because like especially as a you know when you're store storyboarding and um, like working with layout and camera and stuff like that it's I mean I don't want to 
generalize because I have done very limited live action filmmaking in my life. Um, but the, the same like sort of setup and planning of like storyboarding and, yep. and all that I think is very similar. And um, yeah, and I think one thing that I've heard um, animators who go into live action tend to have a, quite a good sense of timing yeah, um, and like pacing. In, uh, and so like one thing that animators are like encouraged is you have to like always constantly be thinking about how you're using your time mm -hmm. because it's quite actually work that you're putting in, yeah. right? So um, you learn to like use that to your advantage in um, uh, if it's like, you know, talking or uh, pacing of a scene, um, you're usually a little bit like you, you're just already trained for yeah. that. So hmm, yeah, interesting. I will say, though, going yeah. the other way, because I everything mm -hmm. I do started from filmmaking. I started making films mm -hmm. and then I moved into animation to make money. And then but now working in like a fully digital world, being able mm -hmm. to bring everything I've learned from filmmaking to working in animation, it's like lighting anyway is like a breeze because it's like mm -hmm. I just light everything, you know, as you know, with working with especially a lot of these renderers, a lot of the lighting is pretty physically accurate so mm -hmm. i'm like oh, in real life i would want to put a light there so but it would be in the shot now i could just put the light there and turn it off yeah. and nobody will see it but i get the lighting that i want so i feel like mm -hmm. for me not so much on the physical like animating the animation side but on the lighting and mm -hmm. compositing side and everything i feel like it's been hugely beneficial to come the other way because it's like oh my god i can do anything i can put the lights wherever mm -hmm. i want i don't have to like worry about anything it's um and i love that and you yeah. could just light my scenes like when i'm in a, a real life place i was like oh, i wish there was a light up there there's no way i'll get up there to there's nothing i can attach it to but in yeah. the digital world it just i want a light there and it goes there <laughs> <laughs> yeah nobody's gonna question yeah. it because yeah so that part um, i just i love it i just love because then I, I can get lost in just trying out lighting scenario and i and i'll i did that with actually our last short film um, a vital sign. Um, <laughs> um, I went blood. through and I was doing some like real rough lighting tests in Octane mm -hmm. to kind of see how the light would, you know, I, we went and measured the space and I built out the location roughly to mm -hmm. like real life specs and, and just did some real rough lighting uh, tests in, in the, in the renderer. And that was hugely beneficial to me because I knew yeah. I had a good starting point to get there yeah. and start really finessing my lights and stuff. So. Well, and it just saves so much time then, too, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, yeah, on set for sure. Because yeah. lighting used to be is... the like number one thing that just ate it's, up time. And still is. It's it, yeah. because yeah, we're it a small. Is. We're always a small crew, so I I do a lot of the lighting, but mm -hmm. I'm also trying to deal with the actors and not deal with them, but help them deal just with these wrangle actors. Wrangle us around, <laughs> um, bossing us around. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Nice. Yeah, I've heard that like quite a few. Um, directors of photography and stuff they do enjoy coming over into animation uh -huh. again just because of the freedom and yeah. stuff and it's interesting like especially with um bigger films you know like pixar and stuff they are really pushing that more like realistic lighting and, mm -hmm. and everything it's not as cartoony mm -hmm. and um i was reading an article about uh some of the cameras that they used in um the most recent toy story film and there's this one shot. I, I think it's like a biopic lens or something. Or, um, uh, but it's it's like a real lens right. in real life, and they like imitate it in like the split shot. field one, the split field diopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the diopter. Yeah. I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen. We haven't. We haven't seen what three or four. 
Toy no. Story yet? We're so behind We're on so that. We're so behind. And everyone's oh, on 10 already. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. All the toys are going to be on social security by the time we're yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, I have to watch. I don't know. Everyone yeah. keeps saying to watch out for three, like emotionally, that it's going to, that it'll wreck you. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to see that yeah. because me with like, yeah. you know, me with giving life to things, I'm, I'll, I'll need therapy after yeah. that. <laughs> As it yeah, was, like, watching the floof, I was like, or fluffs, rather. I keep wanting to call it a floof. Uh, watching the yeah. fluffs, I was like, oh, you know, yeah. so like, yeah. I don't know. Never vacuum again. Yeah. I know. But, yeah. Well, if if my dust looked like that, then, yeah. I'd have, to learn, I'd have to learn how to live harmoniously with all of my lint. Uh, well, thank you so much for being on. Um, we're going to have the links to all your work, so um, everyone out there can, can check out the world of fluffs. Um, it's adorbs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll see your work, uh, we'll see a, like a, a, a feature length, something Yeah, soon. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One day. Yeah. Well, she'll have, she'll have her next short done I don't want to say like on no Pixar, because I, yeah. I feel like, <laughs> okay. is that, that's just one thing. Do you, do you hear that a lot where people are like, well, you'll be working for Pixar one day. Is that like, do you want oh, to yeah. work for Pixar one day or? Like... I mean, maybe for a bit, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, Again, ultimately, like, I'd like to be making my own movies. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's this one, um, it came out last year. Sorry, to, I know you're about to sign oh, off. Oh, no, that's fine. No, no. There was this one. It, it came out of, uh, I want to say, uh, Lithuania. Mm-hmm. And it's this guy, and he made a feature-length film all by himself. And he rendered it completely in Maya viewport. And he did, wow. like, audio, like... Um, like everything completely by himself and it made it through the film festival circuit and like got rave reviews it was it's pretty incredible yeah. i think it's called um away oh let's check okay. that out yeah. yeah and again in terms of story like his process is really interesting um he doesn't do any storyboarding he just starts building things and then lets the story like come to him mm-hmm. Which is pretty incredible. I don't think I could ever work that way. I, I, uh, that's, it's funny because that's savant animation. Well, no, because I, (laughs) I used to always design that way or, or even animate. I would just jump in and let's go and let's start making it and see where it goes. And, um, I've had to recently kind of, you know, with where my career was going and, and, yeah, and plan, plan things Mm -hmm. out and mood board stuff and style frame stuff and then build out Mm -hmm. that way. And there's definitely, there's obviously benefits to both. So, um, there's nothing, to me more fun than just having a day and just sitting down and just let's make something. I don't know what, let's just make it. Yeah. But, at, but then when you're working on a bigger project, there's so much benefit to planning it all out. So you're not wasting time. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's benefits to both. I'm always like going back and yeah. forth on that. I guess it just depends at the end of the day, what is a waste, like what you define as a waste of yeah. time. And yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Animators. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, click the button. I don't make this look like that. I don't know F5, how to do it. F five, we'll fix everything. Just F five it. I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so we'll have a link to all your work, um, and uh, you know, we, we're looking forward to seeing more of your stuff. Like, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you're really good. <laughs> like, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. We'll put you on the stalking list. We'll put you on the stalking list. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll hit, we'll hit you up for work in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we yeah. need an animation. Lots of hair. I'll Lots of hair. hair. Yeah. <laughs> so Can you do it's this? It's an animation on Is hair. Um, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, so thank you so much for being on. And um, yeah, do you have a, like me. Instagram or any any place? Thing? I do. Um, yeah. It's just it's my first name and uh, 
the letter G. So JCG. Cool. Is my handle. All right. Very yeah. good. There's not too many of those. <laughs> you're, pr- good. you're good. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. Okay. That was the lovely, talented Chasey Glover. Mm-hmm. Very excited to have her on. Um, and uh, we appreciate her time and everything. It was just, it was a great chat. I learned a lot. We also spoke with her a little bit offline and um, yeah, she's just a really cool person and I'm glad yeah. that we... You got to nerd out. Yeah. doesn't happen often. I was like sitting over here filing my nails. Like, yeah. I don't know what the hell you guys are talking yeah. about. <laughs> but yeah, that was, so that was funsies. Yeah. So um, we have, there was, there was another uh, topic that I just wanted to close out with just um, after having spoken to her and, you know, going, going over the fact that she's fairly new to the game and um i tend to check out people's work um one would hope yeah and uh i was look you know i look through random people's reels just to see what their work is like and i'll reach out to them and uh, i've gotten several guests that way that i i don't have any personal experience with but saw their work on something or somebody posted a picture and you know added their dp and yeah uh, and you stalk them and, and then, then we, just, you know, I, I'll yeah. watch their work and if they're good, then I, I reach out to them. So um, there was some there were a couple people that I, I reached out to that'll be on on future episodes. And um, I saw something in a reel in in this girl's reel that um, I wanted to address because when I looked at her work as a DP, um, the work looked pretty good. She was fairly young, so she was newer to the business. And I thought, okay, she's got like a pretty like good eye and stuff looked decent, but she did something in her reel that concerned me in terms of uh being a client, if I was a client. Okay. <clears throat> because I could see the reel and say, well, yes, that their work is good, but uh she incorporated this really strange um titling to all of her shots. Mm. And so it would start with basically um, BTS of the shot that she was about to right. showcase oh, you. Told me you. About this, yeah. And then would show you. So it would start basically, I don't know who was doing the BTS. It, mm-hmm. it was weird. So it's like, was she also doing BTS of people doing BTS of something else? Or is yeah. this because it would look similar to the shot that she would um, end on. And then she would title like an, an explanatory title of the shot. So it would be like jib shot which is really weird yeah right because i know what a jib shot is so it's almost like, like closed captioning for the actions for the of a- the <laughs> yeah like actors talking yeah actors fighting it was very weird and the reason why i mention it is because for those of you out there that are that are starting out um things like that can turn someone away from yeah. your work where i as a client would be concerned is in your experience Okay, so maybe she has a really good camera. Maybe she has really nice lenses and she has a decent eye. Mm-hmm. Maybe she got lucky though, because the real was, it seemed really inexperienced. Mm-hmm. And then that makes me nervous. Like, does this person not have as much experience as I think they do? Right. Um, so I guess this, this, I mentioned it like in the lesson of what not to do. Mm. Um, and it's, it's a constructive criticism because it can affect the work that you're getting if you don't know not to do that you have to think of it as in a way that a client's going to look at it yeah and as a client if i'm going through your reel and you're explaining to me that you're doing a (laughs) close-up yeah you know what i mean like i know that's a close-up like i don't need chances are are you telling me that yeah chances are if 
your shots need explanation. The person that's hiring you doesn't know what they're talking about, so they're not going to pay you what you're worth, probably. Right, and but also, like, it's it's nothing, like, I just wondered what made them do that because I've never seen anyone else do that. So at first I was thinking, well, maybe they just saw the wrong thing and they were like, oh, is this the thing? And then they did it. Mm. I was like, I've never seen anybody do that. Yeah. I will say, though, I like you when people think of unique ways to show their work i like when people are creative yeah when they're uh humorous Mm -hmm. at times like in an appropriate like professional way but humorous about stuff especially when it's like industry stuff if it's like a joke that industry people would get you're like oh that's funny you know you can you can see that person's personality through it um but yeah i just mentioned that because i thought that's really unfortunate because i would i would if if she if she was in the running with other with other dps I would be more likely to go with somebody else who right. had the same eye but didn't put that into their reel because I would get nervous. nervous yeah. You know, I'd be like, oh no, like maybe these other shots are shots she's done with other, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, it, it makes me nervous. So there are, there are the do's and don'ts yeah. to that type of stuff. And that's, um, yeah, like let's keep the reel short, shall we? Uh, I mean, yeah. that's pretty universal. Chances are whoever's watching your reel is going to know within 20 seconds. If, if, they, if they like you or want to hire you or whatever. Um, and, you know, you can go longer to show your your body of work. But, you know, three, four, five-minute reels, no, no thanks. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think I see this a lot with That's actors. my opinion. Well, I see this a lot with actors. And the problem is that... Those are tricky because, you know... Actors, they want to hang on to things that showcase them best. Mm-hmm. But and and this is this is something that I also have to think of when I do mine. I'm like, well, I I like this better, but this is actually more recent. Mm-hmm. So which one is someone's got to get scrapped? You know, at some point, if you're being prolific in your work, right, if you're a prolific actor, then you're going to have too many roles to put in your reel. And so like stuff's going to have to go. You're going to have yeah. to start picking the top four or top five things um, but then as actors were like, oh, well, if I only have four things in here, are they going to think that I haven't been in enough stuff? Right. You know, so it's always this like catch 22 of like, if I put too many things, it's annoying and they probably won't get to the end of it. Mm-hmm. And if I don't put enough stuff, does that make me look inexperienced? I don't know. For me, this is, I can only speak to myself, but it doesn't matter if you, you have speak to yourself, speak, speak to this from my, my point of view, Paul, I mean, this is how I feel. This about is how it. I feel. <laughs> Self this is how I feel. Uh, you know, I don't need to see seven different things you're in. I can see three. And if you're good, then. Well, you want them to, good. you want variety. But I'll know that from their resume. You want, you want variety though, right? Like, well, right. If yes. you have. Otherwise, they could just do a monologue and I'd get it. But I, I want to see. your favorite stuff and all your favorite stuff is dramatic. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of your comedic work now if you're starting to cut stuff out. Yeah. Um, maybe you or, don't want to, you know, you if know, you don't want to do comedic work, then maybe that's the way to go. Well, then. I mean, you really should like reconsider your your whole acting career. Like, I don't do comedy. I'm not into comedy. I don't do horrors. Um, and I'm I'm not really into like long dialogue. Okay, so is there words in this film? Um, oh. I just yeah. I I think like I can say that when when we're casting someone and I'm looking through their reel, I want to see all of your best work. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't want it to take six minutes for me to get there because when we did casting for the last film um we would get like because it would come in like little like little spurts throughout Mm -hmm. the day and you'd get like four people at once 10 people at once 12 people at once you know and now and then the fact that half of them didn't have reels that's a whole other issue (laughs) you need to have a reel um but 
it was still a good amount of reels to sit through. And with some of them, you're like, you know, because you're picking a scene. Yeah. And you're playing the whole scene. I don't need to see you in the whole scene. I need to see your best 10 seconds in that scene. I don't want to see 45 And that's happened. And and I'll just, I'll skip forward because I'll get the scene, you know, and it's not because I don't want to, I don't think they're good or I don't want to see the work. I just want to, to your point, I I just want to see the variety. I still have other people to go through. So So I want to see see in 10 or 20 seconds, I know in this scene if, if I feel like the scene is working or not, and then I can move on to the next one. Um, yeah. And if you can, like I said, have it, have, it's a variety. You want a, sh- a smorgasbord, if you will, mm-hmm. of your work. Don't put all of your dramas in the, in the beginning and then your comedy at the end, or, you know, you gotta, you have to jump back and forth so that you can be like, Oh, all right, we got comedy, we got drama, we got action. We got you know, yeah. all that fun stuff. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. Um, Cause we made a lot of mistakes like that. Because uh, we just didn't freaking know any better. So. Yeah. But I think, um, you know, for us, being on the other side really helped, you know. And it kind of goes into the conversation we had with, with her, with Chasey, about, um, you know, being being familiar with all aspects of everything. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, now having been on the other side and, and, you know, we've been doing it for a while. But being on the other side and, and having to look through a whole bunch of reels, you know what it is that sticks out in a reel and what works and, and what helps person who's looking at your reel decide if you're the right candidate you know yeah. a lot of it starts with the look you know this characters a lot of t- a lot of times will have specific looks not always you know they can be open to interpretation and that's great but um if somebody's somebody's brother and they have to have a specific look or something you know or sister or yeah. something any hoosers any hoosers so shout out first and foremost to mograph Mograf- <laughs> try to get it in there such a dick uh to uh go ahead then finish it mograph.com a website for all your MoGraph needs, um, part of the MoGraph podcast network. Mm-hmm. Very excited to be with those guys, Dave and Matt. Very excited to be. I'm still, I'm very excited, doubly excited oh. to um, be friends, call them friends. Yes. You know, that's it. Even though we've only seen them, I think, like twice. Yeah, maybe two times. But but virtually, yeah. in, in messaging form. Sure. More so. Well, we're very, we're very far from one another. Yeah. We're like a, a one would say a plane ride away and somebody doesn't get on plane so yeah we'll get you over it don't worry um <laughs> also to a uh, steady geekin reality bomb comic cast not up for debate not up for debate um, um yeah so so uh guest wise comics yeah so guest wise um we are going to be <clears throat> kind of spreading people out a bit mm-hmm. because we're going to be filming in the beginning of september for a competition and it's going to take, we don't have very much time. Mm-hmm. I should say you don't have very much time for the effects and stuff like that. So um, we have, uh, there'll be other, we'll kind of have to be banking episodes uh, just so that through September we can not have to use our brains too much for other things. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, uh, and and not bore you with, you know, just constant reviews, just being able to get like some guests in there. So we have a couple people that, that, that I've lined up uh, that I've got in the calendar pretty excited yeah you know and uh but i want to jinx it mm. i'll be like eh, i don't want to be on the show after all so yeah if you have you have any work or anything you want us to see recommend what have you please reach out to us on all the handles socials. and the socials at the... gorilla film on everything yeah, but instagram is always the best yep that's most of i mean not, I it's not the, it's the best way to contact us it's not the best social media platform they're all garbage <laughs> <laughs> 
And today's sponsors are <laughs> zero social media platforms. Fucking no Bye. Bye.